Hello everyone, this is Art Gelwix, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of Being Productive. Since we're all about being efficient and effective at work and at home, let's get started. Welcome back everybody. This episode, I want to talk about a concept that's being kicked around a lot called hoteling. And it's specifically a way of bringing people into a workspace without actually giving them a permanent place in that workspace. Now, I know that sounds a little silly, but let me explain it. One of the challenges that we're looking at in this COVID, post-COVID, new way of working type of world is this premise of people working more frequently from remote locations or non-office-based locations. I don't like the term work from home because not everybody works from home. It's, it's really much more of a work from anywhere type of mindset, being able to work wherever you happen to be. And many types of jobs will allow you to do that. Not all jobs will. Matter of fact, there's a large portion that don't. But for the jobs that do have that flexibility built into them, be there, be the nature of the type of work, be the nature of the type of assets that are necessary for the job. For example, if you're working with all digital assets, uh, there's a much greater likelihood that you're going to be able to do this work from anywhere type of mindset. So organizations start to say, okay, well, do we actually have to provide a physical location for somebody to be in permanently all the time? And in many cases, organizations are now starting to say, no, what we can do is we can provide spaces so that when somebody comes into an office and they need to work, there's a place where they can go and do their work. And when they're done, they leave and take everything with them. This concept of hoteling. I'm, I'm a very mixed mindset around this, this approach. And there's a lot of pieces that I want to unpack when it comes to hoteling. One of the things that by its very nature, hoteling requires is this idea of scheduled versus on-demand access to places. So let's say, for example, you're up until this point, you were working in an environment that was one of these open plan offices, so popular up until the past couple of years. In this open plan office space, now in the the post and the during pandemic mindset, those open plan office spaces have to be chunked up and protected. They can have to be segmented to keep people physically away from each other just for health reasons. So since you can't have people in there all the time or because of the new environment, you don't have them in there all the time. You now have to have temporary spots for them to come in and be able to work with. Well, you have two choices. You can either A, have all these spots open all the time and people come in and just use them as they need them. So if I have to go into the office for a particular day, I can walk up to any of these spaces, set my stuff up and I'm ready to go. Or I have to be able to request and schedule a spot. So if I know I need to go in and work on Thursday, I have to have some sort of a scheduling system that allows me to say, okay, in this building on Thursday from 12 to 4, I need a spot to work. Both of these have built-in challenges with them. If we look at it from the on-demand perspective, 
the on-demand perspective requires us to say any of these spots can be used at any time for any period of time. Well, while that's convenient, it creates the difficulty of, well, how do I turn these spots around? You look at things such as standardization of equipment and materials and resources available within each one of those spots. Don't confuse this idea of hoteling with coffee shop working. If you could see me doing air quotes where you, you walk in, you grab a table, you grab a coffee and you get to work. That's not hoteling. That's literally work from anywhere. That's the ability to just set up someplace, which means absolutely everything you need except for power, which actually you, in many cases you are bringing with you and connectivity, which sometimes you're hot spotting, sometimes you're using localized Wi-Fi. Those are the only things that are provided and maybe a table and a chair, but it's not as intended to be a working location. It just works out to be that way. So when we start looking at things like hoteling, hoteling is a much more significant commitment because now we're talking about being able to go to a spot and say, okay, in this spot, I'm going to have the resources I need available to do my work intentionally. Things like a full-size keyboard, a mouse, a monitor. Uh, if I have a laptop that's supplied to me by an organization, I should be able to plug that laptop in and have access to the content and the information available on the network. Well, that means standardization. That means maintenance. That means support. How many of us have gone into a conference room and found the wireless mouse is missing? or the batteries have been taken out of the keyboard. It happens, it happens all the time. And those are just based on large, high use conference rooms. Now let's think about all these basic, we're talking one person conference rooms for all, the, for all intents and purposes. So maintaining all that equipment becomes almost an unimaginable nightmare for support people. Now layer on the top of it, the fact that you need to sterilize and clean that equipment. I mean, we've all worked next to coworkers who within two hours of them, you can guarantee that they've got bagels stuck in their keyboard. It's happened. Now you're going to go into a given spot and say, guess what? You get to use that machine. And we don't know who was here and we don't know the last time it was cleaned, but that's the one you get to work with. This is where people will struggle. This is where people struggle significantly. So this idea of informal hoteling, which we're actually pretty good at, for the most part, people get pretty good at grabbing their laptop if they have a laptop available and they go find a spot to go work. Why do they do that? Because often these previous environments of things like the open office environment are completely counterintuitive to actually doing productive work. But there's other challenges when it comes to this idea of hoteling, there's a loss of identity. I mean, when we think about working in an environment, if we're only going to go in once or twice a, a week, there's still a sense of this is my spot. I'll use the example of the conference room again. If you've been in an environment where you had to attend, say a recurring staff meeting in, uh, in a corporation, and it always happens in the same conference room. After about three meetings, 
everybody sits in the same spots. Just by habit, they go in. This is the spot I sat in before. This is the spot I will sit in again. That same concept kicks in when you look at things like hoteling. People will want to work in the same spots. They will gravitate towards the same locations. And when they're not available, it becomes a stressor. It also means that within hoteling, the premise of when you leave, there is no identification that you were there in the first place goes with the name. I mean, the last thing you would want to do is go to a hotel and feel a connection to the people who were just in that room before you. I mean, I know for a lot of us, myself included, I'd like this mental image of nobody has ever used this room before me. I know it's not realistic, but that's that mindset that you want to have. Well, that's what hoteling within this environment needs to have for it to be effective. But then we lose that connection. I want to go into my desk. I can't even leave a coffee cup at my quote desk, my desk. I have to lose the my term when we talk about something like hoteling. Everything has to go with me. We lose this idea of team aggregation because we never know if people are going to be connected within the same physical space. They're going to be spread out. Now, for those of us who have been working remotely, uh, working from anywhere over this extended period, we're used to that. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that hard. But there's also a benefit of the lack of proximity. And I'll use the example, if you've ever been in an open office space or open office environment, when a conference call is going on that involves more than one person on the same team, and instead of getting a conference room, they all sit at their desks and participate in the conference call. And the desks may only be two or three rows away from each other, but yet they're all on the same conference call. And you get to listen to all of this in stereo. It's extremely distracting. Well, that's what we're talking about again on a constant recurring basis with this type of hoteling approach. Things like storing physical assets and materials becomes a challenge. Where are you going to put it? Do I need to be in close proximity to those materials when I'm actually in the office and working? Or can I traverse to them? Does there need to be a standardized location? This is all, I can't even have my own files physical files in a hotel environment because there's no place to put them. I have to keep them with me, which raises its own questions. Often many of those materials and those assets can't be removed from the office or shouldn't be removed from the office. So where do I put them? And finally, we're thinking about things, as I mentioned before, like cleaning and resetting equipment and support and maintenance. If I go into a hotel situation and the keyboard is broken or the mouse is missing and I need that to do my work, do I have the option to jump to another hotel location within that, within that environment? How quickly can I get support to say, hey, you know, replace this mouse because it's missing or it's broken? That all creates a drag on the productivity within this type of an environment. And finally, if we're looking at that scheduled hoteling environment, that scheduling system and dealing with that system and conflict management can be the death knell for a hotel environment if it doesn't work well. The last thing you would want to do is go in and say, yeah, I've reserved desk 113 for this afternoon. You come in and somebody's there. And this will happen. I guarantee it. Somebody may have reserved it for the morning. You've reserved it for the afternoon. 
what if they're not done? What if they need to stay there? Does the company have and the organization have the wherewithal to say, nope, you reserved it till then, out. Next person comes in. And that, that in and of itself, how do you flip that space around? If you're concerned about things like we're talking about, like COVID and you know, healthcare, well, how do you reset that space and how much overhead maintenance does that become? Now, there are, don't get me wrong, there are some positives to this idea around hoteling. One is location flexibility. If you don't have to be in a specific spot, you can choose a different location. It's great. You can go say, hey, I'm going to go work in this building today, or I'm going to go work in that location today. That flexibility can be very freeing. Also, there's less living at the office. There's less of creating this own, your own little world within this cube or space. So you're comfortable with staying longer. You're comfortable with settling in and spending your lunch at your desk and you know, being there extra hours because it's, a, it's your little home away from home. This eliminates that. And my opinion is that's an extremely good thing because we get far too comfortable in these locations and we're willing to settle in. And I think at that point, we lose that ability to disconnect. This also forces us to take another important look at using digital technologies for information management. Things like paper assets, converting them to digital, forms, records, all of those can be much more effectively managed in a digital mindset. And if you don't have the ability to keep paper copies handy, you naturally have to use the digital ones. Well, the digital ones give us freedom of location. When we start to look at the execution of a hoteling approach, though, I've already mentioned some of the challenges, but there's other ones I haven't even brought up, such as asset tracking and management. Let's take, for example, something simple. As an organization, maybe your organization has decided that instead of giving everyone laptops and their own equipment, they're going to set up dedicated workstations at all these hotel locations. And you're going to have roving profiles. And all you have to do is walk up to any machine, put in your username and password, and you will have access to all your materials. It's an interesting way to do it. That in and of itself has its own strengths and weaknesses. One is maintain, maintenance of all that equipment and gear. Often, it's more gear than what you had before. Second, do those profiles work? Are there parts that, from a security standpoint, that have to be adjusted and thought through? If you're working in an environment where some of the equipment is given to you, so for example, maybe you've been assigned a laptop. I need to now take that laptop and plug it in in that space. Well, in many environments, we've gotten comfortable with a dual monitor environment. Many people can't basically feel like they can't do their jobs without two monitors. So are we going to be able to provide all these dual monitor environments? Are we going to be able to provide all these, this equipment in this hotel model? It's a big investment. And if it's lease versus own, it has its own overhead that comes along for the ride. But there's, there's some execution challenges that really start to creep in and become insidious 
when we think about the old way of doing things integrated into this new approach. One of the things is the concept of squatting, where someone will continue to come in and say, oh, maybe they just grab a spot and they didn't reserve it. But I was here yesterday, so I just wanted to, I left my stuff so I could come back in here today. Or you reserve a spot, you come in and someone's stuff is there from the previous day or before. Yeah, well, I, I come back every Thursday, so I just, I leave this here. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Or, and this is where management starts to get into problems, they decide that they want their team to be together in this hoteled environment. So they start to either themselves or they ask admi administrators to do this, to reserve a bunch of the hoteled spots together. And just keep renewing that reservation and say, okay, if my team wants to come in, they're going to use any of these spots. Well, if they're not coming in, that reserved spot is now tied up and can't be used by anyone else. You can't convince me that that's not going to happen because we see it happen all the time with conference rooms. Someone or a team will decide, we're going to use this conference room all the time. Therefore, nobody else can use it. Block it out. It's not fair. It's a shared resource. It shouldn't be done that way. It shouldn't be allowed. And yet it does all the time. Well, we're just talking about this on a larger scale now. We're looking at the difference between individual workspaces versus communal workspaces, creating common areas to work versus dedicated individual spots. For an extended period of time, I'm talking literally almost two and a half years, I worked in an open office environment at a common table with five other people working at that same table about the size of a dining room table. And what made it even better is there was double monitors across all of it and all the wiring on top of that. And literally you're all but sitting on top of each other. So picture this picture a dining room table on that dining room table. I want you to set up 12 monitors around the perimeter. I want you to add a keyboard and a mouse for each seat, all the wiring and plugs necessary in the center. And now put six people around that table. Now I want you to decide to do that every day. Where is their stuff going to go? Something as simple as I'm coming in in the morning to work. Where do I sit my coffee cup? Is that even a thing? At the end of the day, what's left behind? I got very good over time as literally living the no footprint life when it comes to this type of an environment where I could go in, work in a spot. And when I left, there was no, no remnant of me ever being there. I don't recommend that for anybody. That's really hard to do. Because literally you're living out of your luggage, you're living out of your bag. And this is where, if you are going to be working in this environment, or you are being compelled to work in this environment, there's certain tips that I can give you that will make this life easier for you. First, and this is probably the most important, your bag is your best friend. We talk about investing in ergonomic devices and your chair and everything else. Hoteling, the chair is not yours. The keyboard is not yours. The mouse is not yours. The monitor is not yours. 
There is none of that that is tied to you. The only thing that is tied to you is what you bring to the table and what you take home with you. Therefore, your bag, your transit method will become your best friend. Spending time to look into different different configurations and finding the one that you are most comfortable with makes all the difference in the world. Second, optimize your everyday carry. Carry the things that you know you're going to need, that you're going to want to have handy. Figure out a way to organize them, make them concise, make them compact. Make it so that you're not carrying 60 pounds of gear. Think about the last time you left everything in a cube. Do you really need a potted plant there? It may have been nice. It may have provided you a great deal of mental connection. That's not an option anymore, folks. In a hotel environment, nope. That's out the window. Unless you're planning to carry your potted plant with you to and from work every day, it's just not going to fly. So you need to optimize your everyday carry. You need to get familiar with company policies, specifically how things should be reserved, how things should not be reserved. What do you do when a reservation fails? How do you get equipment processed, support processes, uh, expected response times, and follow up on them? The only way you are going to be able to support yourself is by knowing what the rules are. Finally, have backup plans. Assume that when you go into a hotel spot, that the monitor may not work, or the keyboard may not work, or the mouse may not work, or a power cord may be missing. And if you can have the backup gear in your bag to do that, great. Assume you're going to be working coffee shop style, where there's nothing there. Because if you do that and you plan to work that way, then anything that is there is a bonus. Just be prepared. At the end of the day, you have to give yourself time to get everything packed up and moved out. And you're going to repeat that cycle day after day after day. While there may be benefits to this approach, there are just as many difficulties. I'm not encouraging people to go into a fixed environment. I think we can make those adjustments. But you have to be prepared. If you want to be productive, and this is a type of environment that you're being compelled to work in, plan for it, think about it, and find ways that you're going to be able to succeed in it and find those roadblocks and make sure people are aware of the roadblocks that are being put in your way. Hoteling is something that we'll see over time, whether or not it's successful. Some organizations have done it for a while. Some are just getting into it. Uh, I think it's going to be a painful growing process for quite a period of time. But at the end of the day, if you adopt this work from anywhere mindset and you set yourself up to be able to work that way, you can then take advantage of it and truly start to work from anywhere and really focus on being productive. Thanks for listening today. If you found this interesting and useful and you'd like to hear more, make sure you subscribe to Being Productive on the podcast app of your choice so you never miss an episode. We'd also love it if you'd become a supporter of the show by using the link in the show notes. Also, please like and share this and other episodes so we can help as many people as possible in being productive. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.